Hi everyone, my name is Melissa, the host of the Mummy Warriors podcast. This podcast is based on topics that go on behind the world of parenting. Speaking of the unspoken, I upload an episode once a week on a Tuesday with a new topic every single week. I look forward to you tuning in. Hi and welcome back to the Mummy Warriors podcast. Today I'm going to be joined by Kelsey who's going to share her story and how she completely changed her life after hitting rock bottom. Hi Kelsey and welcome to the Mummy Warriors podcast. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. So I just want to start off by um, you introducing yourself to our listeners and telling them a little bit about your upbringing and a little bit about who you are. Yeah, of course. Um, So my name is Kelsey Kenry. I am a mom to two, almost three, like two and a quarter right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So third baby will be sometime this year. And I am a coach for women. And I've been a coach for 10 years. And I specialize in finding fulfillment and freedom for women. So we work in a variety of areas. And um, I'm originally from Texas. I live in Florida now, and I had um, quite a long streak of difficulties with my choices, um, kind of in and out of jail, drugs, alcohol, all of that kind of stuff, which I'm sure we'll chat about. Um, yeah, it was, it was after it was after my rock bottom that everything I, I chose to, to change. And now I'm in this beautiful space and really thankful to be here. Amazing. Could you sort of go into a little bit about your story of being in and out of jail and drugs and alcohol? Was that um, something that you someone like led you into? Or is it just a path that everyone around you was doing that you kind of went into that way too? Yeah, it's a that's a great question. You know, I think it was a combination of things. I think that obviously our environment plays a huge role in, in, us being supported in whatever direction. So, but I was choosing my environments. So I think that it it had most, the the thing that it, the root issue really was how I felt about myself. And, you know, there was a lot of hard stuff that I went through as a kid and just growing and having, you know, too much freedom on one side. My parents were divorced when I was young. So I grew up in split household. Um, And just a lot of different dynamics. So I would say it was really a combination of things to where, yes, I was in environments to where those things were happening. So it was not necessarily looked down upon. It was very normalized. But in the same sense, like I was seeking those environments because that's where I felt comfortable. Right. Okay. And how old were you when you first tried drugs and alcohol? Hmm. Um, so as far as trying probably, I mean, I can't remember the first time I tried alcohol. I was definitely very young. Um, Mm -hmm. like, you know, you take like a sip of one of your drinks or something. You're like, (laughs) disgusting. Like, (laughs) yeah, I don't remember that. But the first time that I was actually, um, intoxicated, like drunk. And of course my first time drinking, I don't know how much to drink. I don't know anything about what alcohol does to you. And so I ended up, um, I was 14. Um, I blacked out and I was raped. So, and I was a virgin at the time. So that was kind of my first experience with that. 
And, you know, I chose the path of really using my body in that way, because what I saw was that, oh, that gets me attention. Right. As children who have felt abandonment, we do anything that that we can. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely can understand that. Um, Yeah. Especially that journey of, you know, you have to go through it to actually learn your lessons to realize like, oh my God, this is, I'm only hurting me. I'm not hurting anybody else. And as well, I suppose it's a journey of self worth and finding your worth as and knowing that you're better than you know certain choices not you per se but all of us um as women so I wanted to also touch on a little bit about your first experience in jail how was that for you oh man um okay so three pretty different experiences in jail uh the first experience was pretty shocking um I think all three experiences, I was scared, of course. Um, and, but it was, I was actually arrested because there was a warrant out for my arrest for not completing terms of a written arrest. And so it was. Hi listeners, before we go ahead and listen to the rest of the podcast, I want to introduce you to an amazing ebook that's designed to help your child's emotional health. Co-parenting with a narcissist or a toxic parent is emotionally draining. This dynamic can have an emotional effect on our kids and can create a negative narrative in the blueprint of their lives. But thankfully, there are amazing tools out there that can change all of this. One of them being the amazingly written ebook titled How to Raise a Healthy Child When the Other Parent is a Narcissist by Sarah Picaro. This ebook has a wealth of information, activities, and other links to amazing books for kids ages 3 to 12 to help develop their emotional health. All the details to this this book will be in the description of the podcast. So go ahead and purchase and make a change in your child's emotional well-being. You know, very shocking to be picked up and like it was like when they do like a big sting and get all these people. So I was shackled around my ankles and put into this this van with all these people, and it was just right. Like, oh my gosh. Um, so yeah, it was more of a shock than anything. I would say the first time. Yeah, I can imagine it would be. Was you quite young or was you um, like early 20s? Um, I was 18. Um, my first two arrests were, I believe, within a year of each other. And then there was a space and time where I left that environment to try to get myself mm-hmm. together and um, sort of did for a little bit, um, but then led right back into the same kind of environment in a different location, um, which is what I did. You know, I did it in Texas. We moved to Florida. I found the same kind of people. It was because it was all based upon how I feel about myself or felt about myself. Right. Right. And what was that pinnacle moment for you where you was just like, I have to change my choices and finding the journey of you finding like self-worth. You know, it was honestly, Uh, It was my third time going to jail. That was my most serious. um, It was my first felony charge. And um, I had told them that I was going to kill myself. And so I was in the medical unit and I woke up and I still have the visual of there was just a chain of events, the way that things happened. I went to the mirror and Um, I was wearing contacts at the time and my, I had been crying. So they were really fuzzy 
And so I just remember standing there and everything was hazy. And it was just kind of like this feeling that came over me that was like, you don't belong here. Like, yeah. And so it was kind of that moment. There were some conversations within. I mean, there, there was two women that were in there for murder with in the cell with me. Oh my God. And it was just like, you know, I, I, not to say that like I'm above anybody or anything yeah. like that. That's not yeah. how I was looking at it, but just like, what, like, what are you doing here? You don't belong mm-hmm. here. And mm-hmm. so it was just, I think at that moment, it was that I, re- what I realized was actually, I was probably going to die if I continued on the path that I was on, because I just had no care for myself, just abusing my body, you know, sex, drugs, alcohol, all of it. Right. I was on the a self-destructive path. So um, I didn't want to die. I didn't yeah. want to die. I wanted to live. Right. And that is inspirational as well. Because obviously before we become mothers, we have a story. And finding self-worth and going through rock bottom, no matter what it is, and basically building yourself up to the point where you can look back at yesterday and be like, oh, my God, look how far I've I've come from what was kind of your first step to finding self-worth oh man a lot of help and this is you know is I say this so so much just in every single situation it's always going to be my first answer is ask for help you know anything that you're struggling with ask for help find somebody who's done it you know, mm-hmm. when I, I have clients that I help with that build their businesses. I have clients that I help them build self-worth and a lot of clients it's both. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's all connected, but it was a lot of help. It was, you know, there was one path that was like, I had this felony drug charge. And so I didn't want to have a felony drug charge. So we have a program here that I put myself into and, you know, was sober for a year while being in that program and going to I had meetings. And then outside of that, I went to a life coach as well that really mm-hmm. made me like actually look at myself. It was just that, you know, hitting, hitting that moment and recognizing like things have to change. The scariest part for me was realizing that I had to abandon everything that I had, that I had done and the people you know, mm-hmm. like I'm going to lose all my friends. You know, I was bartending. I was this party girl. I was, you know, cool or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I'm going to lose, I'm going to lose all of this. And so, but it was, it was help. I had a lot of help. I had friends that did stand by me that gave me rides. I couldn't drive because I was arrested for a DUI and a felony drug charge. So I couldn't drive. Um, you know, I had a few friends that were supportive and some that I made along the way that, uh, yeah, it was just a lot of help. I asked for a lot of help. Yeah. And for you asking for help, did you, you know, like some people are quite pride filled asking for help. (laughs) Well, I am basically. So did you find it hard or did you find it quite easy because you were already at rock bottom and you wanted to make a change was asking for help easy for you? I think that it wasn't necessarily easy. I just think that it didn't feel like a choice anymore. You know what I mean? There was certain, I knew that I had to change. I knew that I was like, if you're going to live and if you want to live a life worth living, you don't know how to do that. You weren't taught how. And so it was, it didn't feel like a choice anymore. And so I don't think that it was easy for me to ask for help. Like every time I asked for help, I would be embarrassed or ashamed, you know, Mm -hmm. asking people for rides to the grocery store as Mm -hmm. a 20, I think I was 23 or 24 at the time. It's like, you know, but it, I, I, I had to do what I had to do. Right. So you just basically you put in the work 
Um, was there any point in time in your journey while you were putting in the work, you were like, do you know what, forget it, like, F this, I'm just... <laughs> It's too hard. I, you know, because making the choice to change yourself, like literally reintroducing yourself to the world, I, I think is next to childbirth and being a parent is one of the hardest things in the world, to be honest with you, because yeah. it's a, a, you know, a conscious choice to, to change who you are. Did you ever at any point give up or just, did you just continue? You know, I will say that there's been a lot of times in my life always before this, during this, after this, that I've wanted to quit anything. <laughs> you know, I think we all have moments as, as moms to where we're like, fuck this, put the yeah. back. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. I, think, I think I've had many, many moments and did have many moments to where I wanted to quit, to where it felt too hard, to where it felt overwhelming, to where it felt like I wasn't enough, that I was never going to get to the end. But I will say the one thing about my childhood that really built me is resilience. And I think that that is one of the best things that I carry with me still Mm -hmm. is I, I see things through and I don't quit even sometimes to a fault, but I am resilient. And I think that that held me, that held me in a lot of those places to where I could have the thought and know that in my heart, like, I wanted to quit, but it, it wasn't a choice for me. Do you ever receive judgment because of your past at all? Or is it something people just kind of see the new you and then like they accept you as you are now? That's such a great question. And I'm going to be honest with you, probably. I'm sure that there are a lot of people who don't like me. I'm sure there's a lot of people who I've hurt, who I, you know, did wrong. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of people that are like, who does she think she is? But, you know, here's the thing is that people are going to judge us regardless of what we do. And that's Mm -hmm. about them. That's not about me. And what I recognize, because I'm very open with my story, I share it openly on my social media. I talk about, everybody knows all of this. And what I recognize is that it built more connection and relatability for me with people, which is what I desire. So Mm -hmm. if me hiding in shame, which I did for a long time, meant that I don't get connection with people, it's not worth it to me. So I'm sure there's people that judge me. I just don't care. I think the world is quite judgmental, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Hence why I wanted to create this podcast platform, because I'm tired of seeing those fake oh, motherhood is glorious. I'm perfect now because I have a kid. I was someone completely different, you know? Um, So I wanted to create a real narrative of real women who speak of real issues and speak about their life before motherhood and things that, you know, come into play to who we are today. So that's why I was going to ask, do you ever like not bring it up at all to certain people or if you're ashamed and does anyone try and or maybe from your past how would I wear this like try and bring you back there to who you used to be or are you completely away from anyone who can influence you back there yeah you know I like I said when I made this change I separated myself from that lifestyle from the majority of people like that. It was interesting actually, because the year that I spent in the program that I was sober, I was still bartending, um, which was my job before Mm -hmm. I got arrested as well. 
and I was bartending and I started dating this guy and he was so great to me. So nice, really, really liked him. He really liked me, but he was involved in some things that were not on my life path. And that was honestly one of my hardest breakups because he wasn't doing anything wrong, but I Mm -hmm. knew that I had this vision of who I was going to become. And it, it it wasn't that. Yeah. See, ultimately chose yourself. Yes, exactly. I think there was moments to where I dabbled, touched, you know, there's still like a couple of relationships of people that kind of walked through that whole thing with me. Mm -hmm. Um, But for the majority of, of all of that, I, you know, I've been back to some of like the bars and things like that. Um, But so, I mean, I, I rarely drink at this point, obviously I'm pregnant now, so not at all. Yeah. It's just not really a part of my life. I'm just, it's, it doesn't fit with the person that I am. That, yeah. Okay. I understand. I get that, which leads me on to who you are today. So what would you describe your role as an ICF life coach? Um, it's so interesting to me because I don't like to label myself. I don't even at this point, I don't even call myself a life coach or a business coach because mm-hmm. the way that I coach is pretty different. It's interesting because a lot of times when people are talking about business, they tell you, you know, you have to pick your niche and you have to, you know, do this one certain thing. And I am obviously from what we just talked about a rule breaker. So right. I like to do things my way and I like mm-hmm. to be a heart led and desire led leader. And that's how I do my business. And so when I work with a woman, I am working with the whole woman. So we're not just talking about even the clients that come to me for business coaching. We're talking about her and who she is as a person and how her showing up and her mindset is, is the key to her business. Mm -hmm. So, but the, the things that I mainly work around are creating more freedom and more fulfillment, because that's the thing, especially as women, we are trained to follow this timeline that society and culture tells us we need to follow. And then, you know, we check all the boxes and we do the school and we do the marriage and we do the babies. And if we don't do it the right way, then we have shame and it's just a hot mess. But all of these responsibilities kind of pull us away. And I love what you said about like creating this for like real stories, because all of these things that happen when we become adults and we're like no longer allowed to have fun or do cool stuff that we did when we were kids, (laughs) um, it pulls us away from who we truly are. And especially Uh when we become moms, it's like, we're forgotten about, and then we're just mom. So I know that was a long spiel, but it's, it's really my, my passion and my drive comes from providing women freedom, freedom with their time, freedom with their money, freedom with their, your, their responsibilities, freedom with themselves Mm -hmm. and fulfillment, fulfillment in their work, fulfillment in their home and their relationships. Okay. Um, what made you choose that sort of path in becoming the life coach? like more than anything else because obviously I know you were reinventing yourself you were making a choice to change your life what attracted you to becoming a life coach I think that it's I think that I've always been um it's been very natural for me to coach and to be most of us women are we're nurturing we're fixers Mm -hmm. we're helpers Mm -hmm. um so I think it was that piece of it but there was a lot of different steps and what I found is I actually started as a fitness coach. Um, 
And, you know, when I was getting all the help and working on my mental health, I also started working on my physical health. So I became very structured and working out, which I work out consistently still. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I got into fitness and fitness coaching. And what I found within fitness coaching was, again, I loved treating and coaching the whole individual. I didn't just want to talk about food and exercise. I wanted to talk about their relationships, their stress, their anxiety, mm-hmm. all those things. Mm-hmm. So it was a very natural progression, but I've always coached. The reason why my, my business am, has changed and evolved over time is, and this is another reason why I never like put myself in a, an exact niche is because right. we as people change and grow over time as we should, we're born to evolve. Yeah. And so I, I always speak from where I am and I am a person that loves to teach from experience. And so I don't, I don't speak on things that I haven't touched, walk through, seen something, you know? Yeah. So my business has followed suit. So, you know, I've, I've coached, I didn't, I didn't coach a lot of moms before I was a mom. I didn't, yeah. you know, it was just like yeah. those like, kind of steps. So yeah. it's, it's been my progression in my own life to be a very burnt out entrepreneur to now being a very, like I work, I don't know, 25, maybe 30 hours a week, um, and do very well financially. And that's, mm-hmm. everybody deserves that. And yeah. So I teach from where I teach from where I am essentially. I want you to tell our listeners where they can find you. Yeah. So the best place is on Instagram, which is just my name, Kelsey Kenry. Uh, K-E-L-S-E-A-K-O-E-N-R-E-I-C-H. So it's a, it's a mouthful. Um, but yeah, that's the best place to find me. And, you know, my services are depending on what's open. So my coaching spots are typically limited or full, but I have waiting lists and things like that. So I'm always open. I always answer my DMs. And so I, I talk to a lot of people and we find the, we find the space for them, but I also teach a lot of like classes and have like some short-term programs and stuff. So there's always something going on. Amazing. Well, I want to thank you so much for being so open and for sharing your story and it's inspirational as well and I think that a lot of mothers can listen to your story and think manifest a new life if they need to or make a change and find self-worth yeah I appreciate I appreciate I love having these conversations and I you know anything I can do to help if anybody is listening and just needs somebody to talk to or they need help and they don't know what kind of help I'm happy to to direct anybody in any direction that I can. Great. Thank you once again, Kelsey. Yeah, of course. Thank you for joining this week's episode. Please feel free to subscribe. You can also leave a comment. I would love to hear what your points of views are. You can also follow me on Instagram at Mummy Warriors. And you can also have a chance to be a guest on the show by visiting my website, www.themummywarriors.com. All details will be at the bottom of the podcast. Look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you.